Hey, what's up? Happy Friday, everyone. Before we get rolling with today's show, I wanted to come at you real quick. This is your host of Felony Friday, John Odermatt. Wanted to talk about five-star reviews once again. Um, I brought it up a couple months ago uh, as a new idea to get engagement from the audience, to influence the show and ask us questions, bring us new ideas, things like that. The response has been nothing short of incredible. And Mark and Brian and I have been talking And I think what we're going to do is, starting with August and going forward, is we're going to have a once a month, a separate show that is not a part of our Monday, Wednesday, or Friday show, where we address uh, any questions or comments or topics brought up in a five-star review. So you can leave uh, your topic, your question, whatever, and ask me anything for for all of us. You can leave that by going to Apple Podcasts. That's the place that I'm going to look, and we're all going to look. That's the place that has the most impact and influence in the algorithm for podcasts right now. So leave it there. Leave a five-star review. Uh, You can leave a comment. Tell us how much you love our show. What's your favorite thing? And then, yeah, just ask us anything. Give us a topic, what you want us to talk about. If you have a question about libertarian philosophy or really anything in the world, uh, the three of us are going to get together and talk about it. One more quick message before we start today's show. I want to tell you guys about a great libertarian blog called The Liberty Theorist. The Liberty Theorist is where our friend Brad Tracy discusses all of the shady things government has been up to and why libertarianism is the only viable way to keep power out of the hands of government. Brad is a Rothbardian libertarian who believes that the U.S. is desperately in need of prison reform. I'll give you a uh, hell yeah to that. I agree there. That victimless crime should be abolished. Yes, agree with that. And that we need to end the welfare, warfare, and spy state. Yep, follow along with you there. And that true free market capitalism is the only way to go. Well, socialism kills human production. Can't argue with that. Bottom line, the government should stay the hell out of your life. You can find The Liberty Theorist by going to medium.com slash at, that's the at sign, Liberty Theorist. You can also find it on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash The Liberty Theorist. Check it out today. Welcome to Felony Friday a presentation of the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here is your host, John Odermatt. Felons, friends, and freedom lovers, welcome back to another edition of Felony Friday, a weekly show right here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. Of course, Felony Friday is one of three shows on this variety network, this variety podcasting channel that we have. We have a show every Monday hosted by Mark Clare, a show every Wednesday, hosted by Brian McWilliams. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app to hear all three shows. Uh, You know, I want to quickly get to today's show. I have an awesome one lined up for you all this week. Before I do that, I do want to talk about uh, some things that I'm really passionate about and I want to pass on to my audience here. Obviously, you guys know that I'm passionate about Liberty, the ideas of liberty, advancing those ideas forward, looking for the best uh, paths to take as we reform the criminal justice system and give uh, people who have suffered through the system a platform here on Felony Friday. Two other things that you might not know that I'm passionate about. 
Or if you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or uh, Twitter, you might know I'm also passionate about uh, alternative forms of income. Um, finding different ways to supplement your income. And in these uh, trying times, in these difficult times of COVID, where your business can be shut down, you can be uh, furloughed from your job, laid off from your job, it's more important now than ever to find other ways to make money and especially to find ways to make residual income. You know, as you do go back to work or if you're working on something else, you can set up a, uh, a side business, a side hustle of residual income that is going to pay you um, while you sleep, literally. The third thing that I'm passionate about is health, immunity, uh, primarily through through gut health, healing from the inside out, uh, striking the root of the problem of, uh, of gut dysbiosis, which can affect us in so many different ways. And almost everyone suffers from it because the culture, the lifestyle that we live in is going to probably is going to cause problems um, in our gut, going to cause imbalances through uh, through antibiotic treatments, through pollution, through sugar, through processed foods, through artificial sweeteners. And it's impossible to avoid all of this stuff. Stress, everyday stress is going to impact your gut in a negative way. Impossible to avoid all of this stuff. Um, if you follow me on social media, you know that I'm big into gut health systems. So if you're interested in learning more about the gut health systems I use to boost immunity, uh, to really transform my life, I've lost 40 pounds, actually 46 pounds in the past uh, few years here by getting my gut healthy and uh, starting to exercise again. So if you're interested in hearing more about that, please reach out to me. You can reach out to me uh, on Facebook, friend me if, if we're not friends, and send me a DM, of course, on Twitter too. Twitter is at John Odermatt, where you can find me. Instagram is at John Odermatt. You can find me there. So hit me up, reach out if you'd like to learn more. Let's get rolling with today's show. My guest today on Felony Friday is Sam Panda. Actually, one of the members of our Lions of Liberty Pride actually found Sam's story, found the, uh, the video of her being handcuffed on the beach in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Uh, we'll get into the details of it, but essentially she was handcuffed and harassed by police for wearing a thong on the beach. And it was all recorded. The video went viral. I'll link to that on the show notes page, but Sam... Welcome to Felony Friday. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, thank you for coming on the show. And, uh, you know, I wanted to have you on to, there's the video out there where you can, you can see what happened, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to really share, you know, anything that the video doesn't show and really the lead up to this, what, what actually happened. But before we get into that, just to give some background on yourself, maybe if you could just tell my audience, you know, a little bit about yourself where you live, what you do, things like that. Sure. Um, well, my name's Sam Panda. Um, I live kind of everywhere. Um, right now, I'm currently living in Myrtle Beach. I'm an acrobat, and I do circus-style shows, so sometimes I'll take contracts all over the world. I've worked in Indonesia. I've worked in um, Taiwan for a long time. I've worked in China. I've worked in South Korea, uh, in Greece, in Spain, in the U.S. I've moved to South Carolina from Las Vegas. Um, so I really travel a lot and uh, perform a lot. And that's pretty much my entire life. So, so let's, uh, let's talk about the, the events at, at the beach. So I'm assuming you, I mean, you're living in South Carolina now at Myrtle Beach. I'm assuming you go to yeah. the beach pretty regularly. Um, 
Pretty regularly. Yeah. Especially like right now, you know, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. There's not too much to do. And the beach is a place where you can be, first of all, outside and pretty distant from people. Mm-hmm. So like we can go, we can throw our masks in our bag and stay away from other people, relax on the beach and not have to be too worried about, um, you know, getting sick or making other people sick. So we do actually tend to go a lot. So was there anything different uh, about, about that day? I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, obviously you were approached because of what you were wearing. Were you wearing anything different than normal or like? No, absolutely not. So um, I, I pretty much exclusively wear thong bikinis on the beach. Mm-hmm. That particular bikini, I wore the exact same one the day before to that exact same beach. Um, and even as I was putting, on, putting it on to go to the beach, I was like, <laughs> I wore this yesterday. That's pretty gross, but whatever. <laughs> go to the beach anyway. Yeah, it's got to be um, careful when you're sharing on Instagram that it's not, you know, it's a same yeah. day. <laughs> same day. <laughs> um, yeah. So like I, I, I wear that bikini a lot, very much a lot. Um, but co- I'm comfortable in thong bikinis. Um, I use them for swimming and for going on the beach. And then a lot of shows I do, I, I, I'm a burlesque performer. Um, even like a lot of acrobatics and stuff I do, it's, it's, I do a lot of shows that are a lot more, mm-hmm um, adult themed, I guess you would say like, um, kind of sexy. And so we wear things like that on stage. We wear things like that in rehearsals. Um, basically when you're a performer, you're a model or anything, you're very comfortable in your own body and you're comfortable in those little types of outfits. And so when you're going to the beach, you see, you'll see women in thong bikinis in Myrtle beach all, all over the place. Mm -hmm. Um, and I will always be one of them. (laughs) If I'm going to be on that beach, I'm going to be in a thong. Well, that's good that the the events we're going to talk about didn't didn't uh, didn't deter you from that. So let let's let's talk about it. So you're there, you're hanging out with your friends. I know in the video um, there was a a guy there filming. I'm assuming one of your friends and, and another another woman there with you. Um, mm-hmm. So you guys are just hanging out. What what happens? So we went to the beach. It was um, the the girl. The woman is my little brother's fiance. So my future sister in law. Mm-hmm. So I will just refer to her as my sister. Um, and the guy is my partner. Um, so we went to the beach cause the hurricane was coming in, which makes the waves pretty decent. And he wanted to go surfing. Um, so he was out surfing in the water. My sister and I were just relaxing on the beach. We had a towel down. We had a speaker playing music. I think we were listening to Beyonce cause why not? Um, <laughs> And just kind of like sitting in the sand and getting kind of dirty and sandy. Um, at one point, we walked into the ocean to rinse some of the sand off of us. As we're coming out of the ocean, we see that there is a man holding a cell phone that looks like he's taking a video. Hmm. Kind of like this. And it stops on us and he's filming us walking out of the water. And we had noticed this man um, probably like 20... 25 feet away from us while we were sitting on the towel, just he was staring a lot. It was making us uncomfortable, mm-hmm. mostly my sister. Cause I had my back to him. Um, so she noticed him filming and she went to talk to him about it. She, she said, excuse me. Um, can you tell me if I was a part of that video you were taking? And he got very angry and very defensive. And he said, you know, I don't, I don't even remember what he said, but it was something about, 
that he wasn't doing that or anything. And he was just taking a video. And so she asked if she could see it. Um, and sorry. So he, um, he gave her his phone and she pulls up the video and lo and behold, it's just a video of us walking out of the water. Right. So she just deleted it. And she said, you know, obviously when if it's, it's not illegal to take a video or a picture of someone on the beach. It's not at all. Mm-hmm. But if someone tells you it makes them uncomfortable, like just, you know, be kind, don't do it. Yeah. It's, it's certainly uh, not appropriate behavior. I mean, right. Like, like there's that, that, that kind of social, um, the kind of social contract that exists to like not upset other people while you're around them. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to go to jail for it, but maybe just don't do it. Um, and I say that, and to be very clear, when I'm saying something like that, it is this man was putting us into his business. Like he was doing something directly to us. Now, what for when it, the big argument here is that if I feel that way about this man taking videos of me, don't I care about how other people perceive my bathing suit? Which, um, no, because. I'm not wearing my bathing suit to make other people uncomfortable I'm wearing it to enjoy it and to be comfortable myself while this man was doing something directly to us that made us uncomfortable. Okay. So anyway, we delete the video. My sister tells him that if he wants to video someone like that, he should ask. And then we go sit back down. Um, about 15, 20 minutes later, he comes back over and he starts yelling at us about, we made him delete a video that he was going to send to his dying father. What? And yeah. Uh, and we were like, uh, take another one. The beach is there. You can take as many videos you want of the ocean and send them to your father, but you don't have to take a video of us and send it to your father. And if you want a video of us to send to your father, I'm sorry. No, I don't care if he's dying or not. It's just not going to happen. Um, and that turned into kind of an FU argument back and forth. And we eventually told him to walk away and he starts yelling about how we're not as hot as we think we are. Um, you know, wow. you're, you're not all you're cracked up to be kind of thing. And we're like, we really just want to sit here by ourselves and listen to music mm-hmm. and not be bothered. Um, so after that, uh, we noticed the, the women or the woman and her family sitting behind him approach him and they're talking. We see it. We don't really pay that much attention to it because it's not our business. They can talk whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. We just want to sit and enjoy ourselves. Um, and then uh, two police cars come up onto the beach. And at this point, my partner comes out of the water because he sees police come. And even if you don't have anything suspicious going on or you would think it's about you, like mm-hmm. just to be safe. He mm-hmm. came up. Did he notice uh, any of the other interactions going on when he was in the water? Did he, he see saw that? that we were talking to the, to the man mm-hmm. with the phone. He didn't know why he didn't. And he, he wasn't really sure. So he, the fact that he saw us leave and then he never saw the argument after didn't give him much concern. Right. Um, so we, uh, we have the police to our backs. He's watching them. They come up behind us and they're quite already, they're already coming up to us ready to defuse a situation. 
which there was, there was no situation. So they come up and they're like, the first thing they say to us is ladies, what's the problem? Wow. We were like, I don't know. We don't have a problem because we didn't call you. Right. Uh, we're like, do you have the wrong people? Are you looking for someone else? It's not us. And they're like, no, it's you. You can't something along the lines of you can't wear this on the beach. And I was like, well, can you show me the law that says I can't wear it? Cause I've never heard this, but if you want me to, to believe you, then just show me. Um, and the officer said, no, that was all he said was no, no, can't show you. No, I'm not going to show you. And so I went, okay, then we're done here. Um, let's leave. Cause I don't want to get an argument with the police. If he's right. not even going to talk to me, he's not going to show me what the law is. Like, I'm just going to remove myself from the situation. You can't tell me what anything, like you can't show me a law that I've broken. I, I no longer have to be here. So we go mm-hmm. to, I turn so that I can grab my towel and we can leave. And as I turned my back to him, he rushed me very aggressively. He grabbed my arms, uh, threw them behind my back, started telling me he was going to put me in handcuffs. His partner grabs my other arm. They're pulling me away from back in the direction towards them. Um, this is manhandling, basically, just kind of very aggressively and overly forceful way of putting me into cuffs. And the only reason for that was because you tried to walk away, essentially? Yes. You were mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Um, I tried to walk away because they didn't want to tell me what the law, they didn't want to tell me what law I'd broken. All they said was, you can't wear this, which that's not enough mm-hmm. for me to, okay, I can't wear this. Is that a rule? Is that a law? Is it anything? You're not going to tell me? Then I'm just going to leave this situation and it's over. Um, but that wasn't at all what they wanted. Right. Um, and like, I know you can see it in the video, but um, I'm not a, I'm not a big girl. I'm mm-hmm. not like, I'm not six feet tall. I'm about five foot two. I'm, I weigh about 105 pounds. Um, so for two grown men to grab me like that and manhandle me, it made me very scared. I'm sure. Um, so like when you're scared, your kind of initial reaction is to, you know, you're embracing myself the whole time. Mm-hmm. And the, the cop who ended up holding me was grabbing one of my arms, grabbing my hands behind my back and then kept moving me up and down. So I'm losing balance. I'm trying to pull keep myself stable. And at that this was, point, my part, you can yeah. see that you can see that in the video. Sorry to interrupt you, but he's great. Mm-hmm. He's literally holding on to your arm the entire time. I think at one point you ask yeah. him like, why are you holding my arm? And I think he said, oh, yeah. cause you could run away. You can run away yeah. with handcuffs on. Like, right. <laughs> um, and, uh, he, it, it, it's, it was crazy. But, um, so at that point is when my partner took his phone out and then started to record. And he made a point to just ask as many questions as possible because if the cops are going to detain us like this, we want to know why. We want to know what's going on. Um, and so they're saying that going back and forth couldn't really make up their mind if I was in cuffs because of what I was wearing, if I was in cuffs because of how I was. He kept saying how I was acting. And so my partner asked him, well, how was she acting? 
And then he said something like I was resisting the arrest or being aggressive. And I'm like, it, it really, it just wasn't the truth. Like mm-hmm. the things he was saying that I did, I didn't do. All I did was ask a question, wear a bikini and want to leave the beach. Um, and yeah, so he, then they bring us over to their cars. They show us the, the ordinance that says we can't be nude on the beach. And he makes this kind of big aha, like you cannot be nude. I was like, that's fine. I'm not. He thought he had you there. Yeah, that's like, oh. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, I'm okay, cool. I agree. You can't be nude on a beach. That's not a nude beach. If it was a nude beach, I'd probably be nude, but it's not. And I'm not. Um, and there, then they said, uh, well, you can't show any anatomical parts. And I was like, well, my belly button's an anatomical part. My fingernails are anatomical parts. Like, what does that mean? This, this law, this ordinance doesn't actually mean anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then we would ask him, you know, we would ask these questions. We're trying to get them to clarify and they don't, they, they can't make up their minds. They don't really know. And so then we would ask if we could leave okay, well, you can't just hold us here for something. You don't know what's going on. Can we go? Can we go? And I think throughout the video, we probably asked four or five times if we could just go. And they're telling us, no, no. They mm-hmm. call their supervisor. And while we're, while we're there, the, the police officer keeps pulling on my arms and I'm trying to like, you know, I'm, I'm scared, I'm nervous, and I'm just, your body just reacts. It's kind of, it's like fight or flight moment when your adrenaline is that high that's really all you can do is if something touches you you're gonna you're gonna react to it um and like i've heard a lot of people say you know if you would just cooperate and sit in cuffs and be patient and that's what i would do i'm like you don't know what you would do in this situation that's a good point your body is gonna just do things you really have no idea logic is kind of gone at this point Mm -hmm. um so he's telling me to stop tweaking And he says this several times, stop tweaking, stop tweaking. And I'm trying to make a point very clearly because that means like tweaking means you're on meth. He's trying to, yeah, he's trying to make it appear that I'm on drugs, which I've never done meth in my life. Um, And certainly not that day. And certainly I wouldn't be doing meth on a public beach. Like that's a rule. That's a rule that I'm okay with following. Hey, just want to take a real quick minute here to talk about another libertarian podcast. If you haven't listened to Good Morning Liberty, it's a five day per week show. Nate and Charlie, I don't know how they do it. Five days per week, pumping out fantastic content. Also, um, their Twitter game, I have to say, I've been following them on Twitter, is on point. At Good AM Liberty. Check it out. I don't know if it's Nate or Charlie running the account, but whichever one is doing it, fantastic job. Um, also, their, their show. So what is their show? They are trying to really take the onus of trying to change people's minds of how uh, people view libertarians. And they're trying to do this by leading with a message of compassion first, rather than, um, you know, pounding on your keyboard and screaming at people like libertarians uh, love to do. So they're looking at ways in which policies impact people and using the principles of liberty to provide compassionate solutions. Uh, they both have uh, backgrounds in healthcare. They own a healthcare IT company. Check it out. Good Morning Liberty, wherever you get your podcast. You can also 
um, subscribe to their podcast by going to BernieLies.com, which uh, in an so awesome redirects right to their uh, their podcast links page. So check that out. Good morning, Liberty. And that's a, a tactic that police have is they'll start saying stuff like that to get it on record. And then even if you know you get tested and you're not on meth later or whatever, they um, you can prove prove it later. Still, that they thought you were a mess so that justifies whatever actions are going to take that's scary it was scary um and i i really tried to make a point of like i'm not tweaking this is really that's a ridiculous thing to say and then they would jump back to oh well you know i arrested you you're you're in handcuffs for this reason and oh you're so i would repeat it oh i'm in handcuffs because i asked a question and he said, you're in handcuffs because you're wearing a thong. I'm like, so I'm in handcuffs because I'm wearing a thong. Where does it say I can't do it? Like, and it's flip-flopping back and forth, mm-hmm. back and forth of what I, what I was doing wrong or what they did. They just could never give us a real reason. Um, and then their supervisor comes and he kind of, he took the energy level a lot down. Yeah, a lot. It, seemed, it seemed calm. like when he showed up that it was a, a totally different, uh, the yeah, situation he, calmed he, a little bit. He did a great job. He, um, first of all, he let them release me finally, which was great because there was no reason for them to put me in cuffs. Um, and then they showed an ordinance that they eventually, you know, kind of found an ordinance that said you can't have your, your butt, your buttocks showing is what it said. And so then I'm asking, well, how much? Because Mm -hmm. like in Florida, there's a thong bikini rule. And the rule is your bikini has to be at least one inch all the way around. So it's measurable. It's, it's very clearly defined. This is what's allowed. So I asked him, like, is there an amount of how much or is right. this at this point, it's subjective. Um, and he's like, no, no, it's, it's, there's no, there's no measurement. I said, so what if I have like just this amount of my butt showing does that break the ordinance? And he says, yes. And I'm like, great. So this person in a bikini, that person, these, everyone on this beach yeah. has, is, uh, is breaking that ordinance. Do you agree? And he said, yes. I was like, so you're only going to detain me. You're only going to m- come after me for this. You're going to enforce this on me, but you just admitted that everyone else on the beach is breaking the same law. And he kind of is back and forth with me a bit. And he said, well, the, the woman who called us has children. So we have to address that. And I, the, the way I answered was probably like, a, it was pretty harsh. I told him I don't care about their children. Like, why can't they just t- tell their children not to look at me if that makes them upset? Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't care about children. It's just that I shouldn't have to wear something um, with someone else's child in mind. Like I don't get up in the morning and go, I wonder if I'm going to meet a 13 year old girl uh, today. Should I not wear a thong because her mother might not like it. That's not my problem. It's not my business. Well, I mean, that's part of, it's part of taking your kids to the beach, especially Myrtle beach. Right. I mean, you know, it, it, most beaches is you got to prepare them what they're going to see. It's not like, it's not, not like going to a restaurant. It's very, it's different. People are wearing yeah. a lot less clothes. So exactly. I don't know. And even if I'm going to a restaurant, like if I want to wear shorts that are cheeky or if I want to wear a crop top, like I should be allowed to do those things because I'm not being indecent in public. You know, as long as you're, as long as you're doing something that's not hurting someone else, as long as you're not doing something indecent, as long as you're not, um, 
you know, if, as, if I were going up to that woman and uh, like twerking in her face and bending over and trying to teach her daughter how to do like stripper moves, then you know what? We might have a problem, mm. but I didn't even know that she was there because my thing on the beach is to mind my own business and hope that everyone else does the same. So she's the woman who went up and talked to the guy who took the video and then deleted it. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what that guy told her. I don't know what they, this conclusion they came to, they came, they told the police that we were like soliciting videos, what? Um, which I didn't even know until after news articles started to be written and media reached out to the police and the police said they were called in for soliciting of videos. And we were, I'm reading this. I'm like, is this, what does that even mean soliciting videos, just soliciting people to take videos of you or yeah, which like literally we did the opposite. Like uh-huh. we had some, we deleted a video because we didn't want to be a part of anyone's video. Right. Like we're not trying to sell anything. We're just trying to hang out on the beach. Like it was really weird. Um, and like the, the woman complained, she said we were dancing and soliciting videos. I was like, well, dancing is legal and we had some music on. So we're just kind of like, yeah, it's a beach day. Like mm-hmm. we're not, you know, pulling out choreography. Like most of the time we weren't even standing up. We we're just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, shaking your body to the music a bit. Um, I don't know how that can be illegal. And I don't know how even wearing a, a bathing suit can put you in handcuffs. Like, the, and eventually with, when the supervisor, you know, I'm telling him that I just don't, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter what other people, you know, think about it. I'm not hurting anyone. And, you know, kids or no kids, like it's not my job to teach someone else's children about, you know, fashion, I guess, or bikini styles or what's appropriate. Like, right. Tell your kids that these things exist and they can choose to do with their bodies when they're old enough. Like that's all you should do. Um, and you know, obviously I hate to tell people how to parent because I'm not a parent, but this is how I would parent if I were. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it just, it kind of broke my heart that another woman would choose to do this to women because if you're going to call the police on women for their, for their bodies and two men show up. The only thing you've done is put those women in a dangerous situation. Um, not there's only, no other outcome. Yeah, not only that, I mean, of course, hundred percent right there, but also, okay. So she has a problem with the way that, that you're dressed and her, her daughter, her children are seeing that, but she doesn't have a problem with police coming and manhandling two women in front of her daughter um, it's, yeah. it's just like, what's, yeah, what's the thought process there? What, yeah, what she made this environment that's, you know, kind of an environment that for us could be dangerous. And for her daughter is a lesson in one day your body might get you arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the police and this woman just, they, they made examples of, of us. That's what they did. And when the supervisor couldn't give me a reason to keep me detained, I said something like, I'm just going to go. I would just want to go. And he said, well, you can do that. I was like, great. We've been trying, we'd asked probably every five minutes since we started this interaction, if we could go, everyone kept telling us no, 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 no. And finally the supervisor said, go. 
So I didn't even give them another word. I just turned and walked away. Um, Cause as soon as someone tells me that I can leave, great, we're done. Right. We are done here. So, that, that, so that's all that came out of it. Finally, you asked if you could go and they just let you leave. There was, there's, mm-hmm. there's nothing written up or anything like that. No, they don't even know my name. So they never even took your identification. Nope. They wow. don't know my name. Even through all this media, they don't know my name because Sam Panda is not my real name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's really weird that like this, they, they, this whole huge thing like this, they've had three police officers and three different police cars come and waste all this time physically putting a, a girl in handcuffs, um, you know, kind of manhandling me around the beach, being very big signs of aggression, signs of um, just an overstepping of their power. Uh, you know, and, and like I said, the, the supervisor who came in, he was great. He's fantastic. I think he did a really good job of diffusing the tension. He did a good job of explaining, of admitting that he couldn't keep me, you know, while the other two officers, when they answered their questions, when they didn't have answers, they, they got angry and defensive and, you know, held me tighter and wouldn't let us leave. Where with the supervisor, he was like, yeah, you're right. You can go. Um, so, you know, I think it's just a lot. Um, and I don't want to be like, these cops are bad because, these specific cops are part of a system that teaches them that they need to be aggressive and they need to do these things. Um, I think the the cop who had me in handcuffs and was grabbing me, I think he needs to be retrained. Like that's a power move. You don't need to do on a 105 pound female. It's just at a a minimum. He needs to be retrained. I mean, in some way, but yeah. So speaking of police, um, and I know you've, you've lived, you've lived across the world. So, um, you've seen different cultures and probably different ways of policing, but in America, has this changed your view of police in any way? Did you have a different view leading into this or? So I've always, like I said, I, I've lived in, in a lot of countries and I've interacted with a lot of police officers. And I've also lived in countries where the police officers jobs are things like, you know, going to for robberies and murders and investigations, things like that. And then they have other departments that handle everything else. So the police in America, I've always felt they have way too much to do. They have way too much power, but it's not even power. It's just like a, a list of things that they can't complete. So they can't focus on anything quite well. And they're all over the place. Um, and so like in this instance, like they sent two men out on a call of, for two women where they should have sent two female officers to, to handle this. Um, not, you know, the police were, I don't know what they were so busy doing, but they didn't have masks or gloves on. So I don't know if they're just all over the place, but now they're, they can't even follow, you know, a state ordinance or, you know, try to keep people safe when where we live in South Carolina as a tourist spot, like COVID is a big deal here. It keeps mm-hmm. getting worse. Um, so we've got, officers of the law who aren't following regulations and we've got, um, the, the supervisor know, was the only one, only one wearing a mask, right? He was the only one in a mask. And mm-hmm. like we had masks. I had a mask in my bag, but I didn't get a chance to put it on because once I took a step to my bag, I, my hands were already back. Right. Um, but we, uh, yeah. So, you know, there's that. And then you've got police who just have to, they have to do everything from, you know, if someone's missing their cat or if, uh, uh, someone has a drug overdose or 
you know, a lot of this whole range of things. It's just too much for one department to do. And so I think when you have that, then your, your system fails and they kind of scramble to do everything super aggressively Mm -hmm. and thinking that it's aggressive. If it's aggressive and it's powerful, then it's right. Even if it's wrong. Um, and that's my biggest problem with American police is they're very quick to, okay, let's fix the problem. Let's grab a gun. Um, and when something makes them angry, the first thing they're going to do is, well, I've got this authority, so I'm going to cuff this girl. Um, instead of maybe if they had less on their plates, if they had less to do, if they took more time to train, if they, if there were other organizations like, you know, uh, people who like a social group of social workers who worked with drug overdoses and these types of criminals and, mm-hmm. you know, things that could take lighten the police's load, we could have a, a better police force. But at the moment, the way things are, it's just not, it's not possible. It will always be to it's when they're just so they have so much to do. They're so overwhelmed. Um, and they're very aggressive and it is not like that anywhere else in the world. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I think it's all, it's probably a bigger problem than just, I think the root of the problem is we have too many laws. And yeah. it's not only the police enforcing them. And I mean, the police are signing up to enforce these laws. So that, that's a problem that people, people want to do that. But also you have the majority of the public, a lot of these laws, they support them, which which is a problem. I mean, it's... <laughs> People, I'm well, sure there's people, there's people who support that ordinance. I don't know, I don't know how an ordinance like that gets passed, but it. Uh, that's, that's a huge thing too. With um, like that I have coming out of this is I've got a lot of people who are like I. I've gotten so much hate on on social media, so much hate, so much negativity, and there's a lot of people who say, "Well, you broke the law. You were doing this. The ordinance says this, and you didn't do it. So why don't you know suck it up." Um, take your punishment and take it on the chin and walk away. Mm-hmm. And to that, I say, no, um, this is an ordinance that shouldn't exist. And that's the problem. This is an ordinance that literally is able, it gives other people the ability to dictate women's bodies. It's, it's dehumanizing. It's degrading. It's sexist. It, it's harmful to women. It puts us in a bad situation. Um, and it, it allows the public to think they're in, they're somehow entitled to a woman's body. Mm-hmm. And so I don't care if that law or, or it's an, it's an ordinance. It's not a law. If that ordinance exists. And if I broke it, I care that it's damaging to society and it should not exist and it should not be enforced. It, sh- it needs to go away. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, people want to argue with me all day and I'm not going to argue back with them. I'm, I don't have the time, nor can I keep up with the amount of people who are like, you broke a law. Yeah. Uh, like I see people breaking these beach ordinances every day. There, there's a laundry list of them that are just ridiculous things. Oh, you can't have a glass water bottle on the beach. That's the same ordinance as this one. It's in the same rules. It's the same like finable offense. Um, you know, you can't have a beach tent is one of them. So like people who bring out little tents for their children to sit in, they're breaking that ordinance. It's all the same thing. So it's this kind of very subjective pick and choose these rules that shouldn't exist in the first place. Um, and you're right. We have too many rules and too many laws and too many people who think that because something is the rule, 
that it needs to be enforced. And um, that's really, really the biggest problem with this. Yeah, just because something is a law or an ordinance or a rule does not automatically make it ethical or moral or or the right Mm -hmm. thing. I mean, the classical example, I mean, look at Nazi Germany. Everything they were doing was was a law in Germany, and it was was horrible, horrible things. Um, Yeah. Even like, you know, in the U.S., civil rights in the U.S., when it was legal for, you know, for black people and white people weren't allowed to drink out of the same water fountains. And black people weren't allowed to go to schools or go into white, white spaces. Like those were laws, but horrible ones and ones that needed to change. And they did change. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are little laws like this that still exist even for things with black people and people of color and for women and for LGBTQ community. There are these little ordinances and laws and rules still exist in every um, community and they need to be addressed no matter how small they are, and they need to be removed. Because as a woman, there are a lot more things that I am scrutinized for than, say, my partner, who's a man. If he wanted to go on the beach in a Speedo, no one's going to do anything about it. They don't care. Uh, It's just we all, as humans, deserve to have the same feelings of safety, the same rights, the same everything. And I know that's a very big goal to achieve, but it should be everyone's end goal. Yeah. And I think we're making progress there probably a lot more slowly than, uh, than, you know, than we need to be, but uh, we're moving in, in that direction, thankfully. But I think uh, a lot of people's minds are changing. I think mm -hmm. the majority of people want to be there. They want to reach that end goal. Um, So I'm hopeful. Yeah, well, that's that's uh, that's a good thing to be. So, Sam, I, I want to thank you for coming on the show and uh, and sharing your story. I always give my guests a chance to either you know plug anything that they want to, or if you just want to leave some parting words, the, the floor is yours. Um, I will put my Instagram in there for you if you guys want to go there. Um, my Instagram handle is sspanda underscore, and uh, other than that. Be kind, uh, be creative, have fun, enjoy your bodies, mind your business, and try not to let what other people do bother you in any way. All right, Sam. Thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to today's show, another great episode of Felony Friday. As you know, Felony Friday is one of three shows we have here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. Of course, we kick off every single week with our Monday show hosted by Mark Clare. It's our longest-running program, our flagship program, where Mark interviews leaders in the liberty movement. Every Wednesday, we have Electric Liberty Land, hosted by Brian McWilliams. It's your weekly shot of culture, comedy, liberty, swearing, and just, just good fun. Check that out. You can get all three shows by subscribing for the great price of $0 per month, you get everything that we have here. So please check everything out. And uh, if you like it all, please think about, consider supporting what we're doing here at Lions of Liberty. A great way to do that is by joining the Lions of Liberty Pride. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash Liberty. Another great way of doing that is by uh, following, liking, sharing our stuff on Facebook. Instagram or Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Lions of Liberty. 
on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Lines of Liberty. And the discussion forum where all the greatest and brightest minds go to to talk about politics, liberty, everything that's happening in the world today, current events, the Lions of Liberty Forum on Facebook, which you can find by typing Lions of Liberty Forum in the search bar at the top of Facebook, clicking search, comes up, say you want to join it, answer a question, bam, you're in, and the rest is just going to be a great journey for you. So check that out. That's all I have for today. This is John Odermatt signing off. Always remember to keep your head up and the fires of liberty burning.